The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We have an interesting show for you today. We are going to be talking about the live streaming of sex and how it is going to change our world. And quite frankly, I've done a lot of work on it, um, and I'm anxious to share it with you, and I really appreciate your feedback. This is one of the hardest things I have done in a long, long time. My name is Opal Singleton. I am your host of this show. This show does go out to 170 countries, and we truly, truly appreciate you following us, uh, especially you folks over in the UK and uh, in Germany and uh, Italy and in several of those countries where you are seeing an increase of sex trafficking. In fact, um, one of the cases that literally sparked my interest in doing a show about live streaming is a case involving men from Hungary, which I'll talk about later. Uh, So this is a difficult show to put together because I really want you to understand my thinking, and I'm really talking from the heart today. I have been doing a lot of research of late. It really has to do with how technology is changing crime Uh, As many of you know, I'm a person I work with the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. That means I work with law enforcement. I am partially funded by the Department of Justice here in the U.S., and I also do a lot of training. I'm a a trainer at USC at the the, uh, Safe Communities Institute there where we train upper echelon of law enforcement. And I'm also an instructor at Los Angeles Fire Training Academy, where I train uh, fire chiefs. So I look at things maybe different than people that you might call activists or abolitionists. I'm really all about how do you solve this as law enforcement and how do we how do we predict what's about to happen and create systems and technologies and training to be able to tackle this in the future. Well, as I began in several of my previous shows, I've talked about the the kind of uh, intersection or the introduction of the new technologies, things like encrypted messaging, uh, which is really coming on in a big way, encrypted chat rooms, live streaming, we're going to get into cyber currency. Cyber currency enables global transactions that are anonymous and untraceable. And quite frankly, it has become a major uh, enterprise for cartels and gangs for money laundering. 
And all of these, once you get on the internet, all of these crimes are multi-jurisdictional. So that makes it interesting for crime solving. Because if you think of your local uh, police department, they work within a city or a county and they have, you know, uh, uh, lieutenants and captains and they have a structure of command and they tackle crime in their community. However, many of these crimes are moving online, which means that they are either moving throughout the United States or moving globally. On top of it, what I believe is happening with live streaming is you're seeing a confluence, if you will, an intersect between adult pornography, child pornography, and sex trafficking. So I want to kind of share my vision for that and give you some cases about this. Uh, What I believe is really happening here is that you are about to see more and more of the commercial sexual exploitation of people moving into the underground, if you will. In other words, you will still have the, the victim, the, the girl, usually, but it can be a guy. That is, you know, normally the way you see this happen is they meet, um, you know, she's beaten, she's broken, she's groomed, and then she's branded, and then she's advertised on sites like Backpage and some of the others. And then she is uh, hauled from motel to motel. She's often locked in motels uh, or apartments or or other buildings, and uh, she is set up for dates hour upon hour, and and uh, like that. Anytime you get into that kind of exercise, then you have a chance of reverse stings, meaning that that law enforcement will go through Backpage and set up dates, just like they do on Dateline NBC. And, you know, the the uh, pimp or the bottom girl has to transfer her back and forth. They're losing time. They're paying for motel rooms. They're taking a risk of STDs. And then, of course, you might have your client be law enforcement. So one of the things that we're starting to see are cases where they're not moved anywhere. In fact, they are set up in front of uh, remote locations, maybe apartments, maybe um even business buildings, warehouses, and like that. And they are forced to perform sex acts all day long in front of webcams. Now, quite frankly, that part is not new. You know, in fact, one of the disheartening things for me, I'll just share with you and share from my heart, as I usually do, is that as I began to to do the research on this and keep in mind, I never allow myself to look at porn. I don't believe that that's a healthy way to combat this problem. But one of the things that I found as I began to look at forced sex and forced live streaming and forced video, I need to share with you, I was just blown away by the number, by the sheer magnitude of uh, websites that you get when you put in forced sex. Uh, there are many, many cases, many, many sites out there, forced video sex, forced tube sex, forced the forced sex, forced live sex. I mean, that's just some of them that I saw. Just a multitude of sites, and they are just horrendous. They give you a taste of what's inside the video. I don't open those up. But just the the trailer, if you will, just the promotion picture is just uh, the degradation of another, the degrading of another human being is just, uh, 
it, uh, words cannot describe, and, and I would suggest that you not bother looking it up. But one of the things that I found is there's an entire industry of interactive sex games, interactive porn games, and like that. Now, here's one of the challenges that I see, and I believe this is really going to happen. I think that as more and more, and for instance, like Facebook has opened up in the dark web, I think that what you're going to see is that people will just use Backpage as a lead generation program and that they will, in fact, set up uh, literally cyber sex on demand is what I'm calling it, the name I've given it, uh, where, you know, she meets a person maybe through Backpage, they maybe encounter in person, but then she offers her their private site, either in the dark web or the clear web, and then he gets an account. And so the way I see this is that rather her going out to a motel and wasting the time and the money and taking a chance of getting an STD or involved with a cop, that she simply sits there all day long. And by the way, that's not simply. I'm sorry for that word. It just came out. She is forced. She is forced to sit there all day long, masturbating and conducting interactive sex with clients. My guess is it'll become a ritual for him. He'll pull off on the side of the road in the morning on the way to work. He'll order up his favorite gal. He'll charge it on his uh, Bitcoin account, maybe his World of Warcraft account. And he will have interactive sex with her and off he goes. Well, if she's an adult, I have a real concern about that because our society has a tendency to look at pornography as being acceptable and, you know, being kind of a harmless venture that anybody can go into. And if it stimulates their sex life, then what business does anybody else have in that decision? Well, I'm certainly for personal freedom. I, I don't disagree with that. But what if that person isn't doing that willingly? What if they're locked in a warehouse all day long, forced to do this? Now, before you say that I have a vivid imagination and I'm just making this up, I'm not. I have seen a multitude of cases. One of them came out this last week. And uh, the headline is on our website, by the way. Our website is meandkids.org, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, meandkids.org. And you can follow us on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, find Me and Kids, and like us. And you'll see these cases on there. We also have a website just for this show. And if you want to see and hear other shows, that website is called Exploited Crimes. That's because this show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. And then here in Southern California, I have a local show that's called Exploited Crimes and Technology. So that website is Exploited crimes.com and you go into that you're just going to listen and you'll go down and you'll see all of our archive shows on many many different subjects and you can see the uh of the uh the links that we talk about well i wanted to share with you a link that really started my thinking about this subject for this show and it is men 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 face up to 200 years in prison for gay sex trafficking you see, one of the things that I see about this is not going to just be child pornography. It's going to be men and women. I looked up men live streaming videos, and there were literally like 60 million. It was just unbelievable to me how big that industry. 
In this case, these are men in Florida that had recruited men from Hungary to come over here for, uh, they thought, for other jobs. And when they got here, they were forced into performing, masturbating. Can you imagine? Masturbating in front of a webcam 20 hours a day. So these were men from Hungary that were recruited by other Hungarian men. They got over here, they were tricked, and then they were forced to be in front of a webcam. And this was being sold out around the world and placed in pornography rings. You see, they're as violated as if they're a child. And how does a man recover from this kind of violation. We always think about what it does to a woman. But these men were recruited by other men and forced to humiliate themselves 20 hours a day and then be put on film around the world, around the world forever. So this is why I am concerned about live streaming and where this is going. Our society says this to consenting adults. I don't believe that. This is called sex trafficking, and it's being done by technology. Well, we're up against a break. I'm going to ask you to stay with us, and we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is a really hard subject we're taking on, and I want you to join in with me. By the way, I forgot to give the call-in number this morning. I don't have Susie with me, so I need help. <laughs> anyway, our call-in number is one 866 472 5788 
That's 866-472-5788. We don't get a lot of call-ins because our audience is really a very global audience. We have thousands of followers around the around the world, and of course, they're in a different time zone. But if you're here in the U.S. and you're up and you're active and you want to make a comment, please feel free to call in and they'll patch you in. But you can always send me an email at opal at me and kids or make a comment on Facebook. And we do want to know that you're out there. So we were just talking about forced sex on live streaming. And I want to take this a bit farther. I It will morph in, this conversation will morph in to sex trafficking or child pornography, live streaming of child pornography. But I really want to get your attention of just how vulnerable adults are going to be with this. A lot of times, I think, in the sex trafficking business with uh, law enforcement, adult trafficking kind of gets overlooked a little bit because we're so busy trying to save minors. But there's a very fine line between adult pornography and forced adult pornography. And the case that I just read to you about these two men from Hungary were, in fact, it appeared to be adults in pornography, but they are a case of sex trafficking. It says right here in the article, they were forced to do sex acts in front of a webcam for 18 to 20 hours a day. They used various techniques to keep them enslaved, including isolating them, taking their travel documentation and their identification documents, and with financial manipulation to keep them in constant debt. I want our audience to understand these guys are as trafficked as any 14-year-old girl. And just because they're guys does not make it different. Just because they're sitting in front of a webcam instead of having interactive sex does not make this any different. But I want to talk a minute about how hard this is for police to solve these crimes. You know, a lot of times people go on our Facebook page and go, only four years, you know, they ought to castrate the blah, 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 blah. And we ask you to try to keep it as clean as you can. But I get it. And I did an entire show, I think it was last week, maybe the week before, about how hard it is to make cases. But think about this if it's live stream, because it's very possible that your perpetrator is in Milwaukee and your victim is in Cebu, Philippines, or Battambang, Cambodia. Or maybe your perpetrator is in San Diego, but your victim is in Santa Barbara. So that makes it a challenge because local law enforcement works within their county. On top of it, they have to build a case. And that means that crime solving has moved from going out, working undercover, hiding in the bushes, waiting for the guy to to go in to the motel, um, collecting DNA, to gathering up data off of Facebook, off of uh, live streaming sites. And think about the act of live streaming. And we'll get into that in a minute. It usually is not recorded. We had in our task force just recently, our guys have well nearing around 200 cases. I don't know exactly how many they have, but they have a lot of cases for not many people. And these are very hardcore cases. And they take buildings. Some of them have 20, 30 victims. One of them has 120 victims. And they subpoenaed Facebook and got 50,000 pages of, of data that they now have to sort through. 
all of a sudden they're not hiding in the bushes trying to get the bad guy. They're librarians. You know, they're they're having to read massive amounts of documents. So it's data driven. And I want you to really understand that as we get into technology driven uh, sex on demand, technology driven exploitation. So it's changing our crime fighting on top of this. So one of the other things I want you to look at is the psychological impact of the victim. Because the perception, if they're an adult, is that they're consenting. You know, look at the pornography business. I mean, we know that many of those people in pornography are not there willingly. You know, and it's a fine line between being an adult willingly in pornography and, and being trafficked. But now what happens if they can withhold documents, if they can put you in hidden places? Now get this, the entire world, and you've heard me say this before, the entire world will be connected by internet within less than three years. That means no man, woman, or child on earth will be safe. Think about the number of vulnerable people around the world, those, those refugees, those displaced persons, those people in outer Cambodia, those folks, those kids and adults in India, the ones in Egypt that are short of money, the ones down in El Salvador that are being controlled by gangs. You see, I believe this will become the fastest growing crime in the world for men, women, and children. I really, really do. Why? Because it's an easy crime. Think about live streaming. The way live streaming works is unless you freeze frame it into a video, it's not saved. So that means that law enforcement has to catch them in the act. Live streaming isn't just an individual video. It can be. It certainly can be. I live stream every now and then to promote this show. But live streaming can bring groups of people together and it can be a pay-per-view event. In fact, some of these cases I was looking at are pay-per-view. And, you know, people are already used to camming. Housewives here in America have been camming for a long time for extra income. They see it as an innocent deal. They take their naked photo, they sell it. But I'm going to tell you that cartels are not going to put up with this. Cartels are going to own this business because in live streaming, you can bring groups of people together and they can talk to each other. And I want you to think about the psychological impact of that. In fact, I'm really, really excited about next week's show because we're going to have Dr. Thomas Howell on and he will be talking about the psychology of cyber sex and uh, how that happens, how, you know, just being involved in the sexual, cyber sexual world, you give up your inhibitions, you know, you, you overlook your natural instincts, and you feel a freedom in cyberspace that most people don't feel. So these people, it turns perversions into amazing levels. You know, we're seeing, I got a case right here I put uh, somewhere, here's a Pace University official. This headline, PACE, P-A-C-E, for you folks overseas, is a large university back east. 
uh, and it was around New York City. And uh, he, I mean, this guy's a dignitary, if you will. He's an accomplished person. He's an official with Pace University. He's he's director of donor relationships and uh, fundraising for this Manhattan University. And he was caught in a child pornography uh, situation where he watched and directed six sick, S-I-C-K, sick acts of live streaming overseas. He directed the acts. You see, that's one of the things about live streaming. You have some sense of control. So the child is in a third world country. It's not saying where this child was, but it implies that it's, I believe, in Asia. And he's directing another person to violate this child. Now, this guy is a well-educated, accomplished man in a high-end job. And he's overcome all of his inhibitions. And he is doing this repeatedly. He's paying money. And he's arranging this child to do that. So I want you to think about the psychological impact. You can do this in a group, quite frankly. Uh, One of the dangers here is you'll put together, let's say, a cartel will. And some of you have heard me say this. You know, one child pornography ring we're going to talk about in a minute had 150,000 users. Or one of them had 215,000. So let's say 10% of those guys are into six-year-olds. And so they all come together in a pay-per-view event put on by a cartel. And what will happen there is they get in that event and that cartel is billing, let's say, $200 per participant. That's about right. And they get to talk to each other. Now, think about this from the idea of the predator. You know, it's becoming okay to them. And it's not okay to me. Let me make that real clear. But you're in a group think. In fact, one of these, the one that had, I believe, the 150,000, there were 10,000 separate um, modules, okay, where they had separate fetishes, and they liked each other. They shared those fetishes. They gained acceptance with each other. Think about the psychological impact. It's particularly addictive because, number one, you're interchanging with people of like minds, and it's a, hey, guys, let's do this, let's do that. I'll, I'll trade you one of my photos for one of your photos. Um, it becomes a level of intimacy even. You see in pornography, usually the missing component and the reason why it's never satisfying, you get people who get addicted to pornography. They have to have more and more and it must be more and more excessive, more and more vile because there's no intimacy. It isn't like a sexual relationship where you give and take and you see what they like and you respond and you have some closeness that you're pleasing another person. In one-way sex, and you're about to get an entire world full of one-way video sex, as you see these sex games and these, these encounters, you're going to have a sense of intimacy that will enhance that addiction and in, increase the approval level of what's going on between you. So I am predicting it will become more and more addictive. I am always blown away by the number of well-respected individuals that are now being picked up for child pornography. These are people who are head of universities, in, in big people in hospitals, pediatricians, um, you know, school board members, and government agencies. The one that here is an NSA worker. Many of these people are doing it on a government computer because they're 
overlooking how vile it is to the rest of the world. They have a sense of acceptance, a sense of of inclusion, a sense of that it's okay, and they begin to share that. And and so that's a problem with how fast this is going to grow because you're going to see less society pushback. They're going to say, as long as it's not child pornography, nobody's getting hurt. Except I'm telling you that when somebody is locked in a way in a warehouse, that is called force. You know, sex trafficking, force, fraud, and coercion. And when you're being threatened by withholding your documents, when you're not getting paid, even if you're an adult, if you're being locked in an area and forced to do this all day long, that is sex trafficking. And I don't care what our society says. It will say, hey, you know, pornography's okay. I'm going to tell you it isn't. Because live streaming pornography, what you're about to see here is you can literally have 20,000 people watching a child or an adult be forcibly raped, forcibly abused in a third world country. And they're getting almost nothing for it. And these guys are interacting and literally a cartel can build 4 million bucks in 10 minutes and they haven't delivered a gun. They haven't delivered a drug. And in 10 minutes, it's going to be all over. And the only people who are going to know about it is the victim who was violated because you can't trace it if it's live streaming and it's built on cyber currency. I am predicting that this will become the fastest growing crime in the world in the next few years. So I'm going to ask you to think about this with me. Follow us on Me and Kids at Facebook as we release new and new, new and more stories about this. I'm going to ask you to join with us, help us take this on. I have a plan to take it on. It involves software. It involves global reporting. It involves UC Irvine bless their hearts, and involves USC, bless their hearts, and involves some people called ACES and Global Intelligence. So I'm very fortunate to know some really great people out there who want to help me take this on. We're up against a break. You stay with me. We're going to be right back. Thanks. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. 
are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hi there, this is Opal, and we are talking about live streaming of of forced live streaming of sexual interaction because I believe this is about to become the largest crime in the world. I believe that there's an intersect coming between adult pornography, child pornography, and sex trafficking because I believe that literally people will be held against their will and forced to provide uh, interactive sex on live streaming around the world in numbers that we can't even imagine. So that becomes sex trafficking if there's force, fraud, or coercion, and you're about to see an intersection. And I'm anxious to get into the child pornography site of this because normally you don't see an intersection of child pornography and sex trafficking. You think of them as separate unless you have like a 14, 15, 16-year-old uh, girl that's being put into trafficking then you think of that and they, they're often charged with child pornography. But I'm talking about child pornography involving infants and toddlers. The numbers, hold your breath here. This is just sad. 39% of the number of people who are in child pornography are victims, are infants. They're under the age of five and 19% are under the age of two. But before I move on, I found an article I wanted to share with you. It's about a year old now by a lady by the, uh, I don't know if it's a lady or a man actually, uh, says Carrie, C-A-R-R-I-E Weissman. And it was in Alternet and it's about a year ago. So, you know, a lot has happened, but I thought she or he put this well. Now, up until now, this was known as the camming industry. Housewives did it, pornographers did it and like that. But now we have a lot of live content. So you're going to see models, actresses, porn stars being put into masturbation kinds of and interactive sex kind of thing. And I want to caution you that because there will be a massive industry reaching out to our young people because they can cam at home. And, you know, why not pick up some money? In fact, uh, teenage camming was said over a year ago to be a billion dollar business on there. So as you get into this, one of the articles it said is that there's actually a camming convention now. And to give you an idea how big this is, it says that if you log on to the 10 biggest cam sites on the internet and you see the model counts for who was on that day, for each of the 10 sites, there are about 20,000 models. Did you get that number? 20,000 models online at any given time. Imagine if you think 20,000 models 24-7, it gives you an idea of how much content that there is out there already. And then people go on to watch the hardcore sites on there looking at it. And, you know, it's interesting because it says when a, a performer choose to work with these kinds of websites, then they don't handle it themselves. They usually have an agent and the agent is the one that's making all the money. Now, does that sound like sex trafficking to me? So it's an interesting thing. And so if you don't want to pay your agent, you can do this on Skype and Facebook and host the shows there. So it's an interesting thing to look at this, that it's been going on 
But now, now what is happening is it's moving into where they're not just luring people in. They literally are taking people and moving them and forcing them to do this. Well, I want to extrapolate a minute and take it out of the context of just being the U.S. Because this is going to change child pornography forever. Now, you've probably have already heard the, the uh, shows on child pornography. It is an absolute passion of mine. But I believe interactive child pornography and adult pornography is just about to explode, absolutely explode. And I have a lot of cases here looking at it. To review, for those of you that didn't hear the child pornography uh, episode, you can go on exploitedcrimes.com and go on to listen and you can hear that show. But I just picked uh, four top uh, cases here, and these are certainly some of the larger cases, but by no means, they don't even represent 1% of what's out there. But in four cases represents nearly 500,000 pedophiles, okay? Nearly a half a million pedophiles around the globe. Now, a lot of them are from the U.S. Uh, The belief is about 50% of the pedophiles are from the U.S., They also found three major libraries, one in Scotland, one in Ireland, and one in Norway. And these represent over 90 million images of naked and violated children. Now, assuming that, that, you know, they're all duplicates and each child is filmed 10 times, that's still well over 5 million children. Those are not 5 million images. That's 5 million children who have images out there. So as you look at this, I've started to realize just how big the live streaming of child pornography is going to be for all the reasons that I've already given you. It's going to have strong psychological impact because these guys have control. They sit in their house and they feel like it's a harmless crime. Excuse me. Boy, is that a dichotomy. (laughs) It is not harmless if it's a crime. But they're going to feel like the whole thing is harmless. I'm going to read you a couple of cases here. One of this headline is uh, dated, well, it's actually fairly old. But I, and I'm, the reason I picked this one is they were using old technology. And just think how easy this is today. This is, oh, back to 2011, this is five years ago. So they have, we have been working up to this all along. I'm sure there are thousands of cases I could have picked, but this one caught my eye because it involved Yahoo Chat. And uh, this man, the headline is Mino, M-I-N-O-T. That's a town in uh, South Dakota, I think it is. I'm not sure. It's one of the Dakotas. Uh, Anyway, he went to prison for 12 years. And what happened is he was using Yahoo Chat to link up and have... um, videos which he recorded on webcam depicting adults engaging in sex with a prepubescent child. So these are the beginning of live streaming kind of concepts. He would use fake personas to chat via Yahoo chat with people who were sexually molesting children for him and he would interact with the people during the abuse and request different actions and cameras online. There are six people in this sex trafficking ring. Now, the reason why this one caught my attention is most sex trafficking works in peer-to-peer websites. These are UCP, what we call P2P. These are websites down in the dark web where they join together. Now, this is very, very old. But this is going on in 
big, big ways. Here's one from the headline on this, Man Arrested Over Live Streaming Child Porn Out of Australia. Now, one of the things that you'll see is of the cases I quoted with a half a million people, a lot are from the U.S., the next is Australia, and then you're going to see a lot that are being done in England and like that. So we don't know if this is like a, you know, an English-based DNA thing. When I track child pornographers, I find that about 40% of them that are listed their uh, employment are connected to schools, and then it's pediatricians, pastors, and policemen. However, I do believe that number is highly skewed because, quite frankly, they don't ever post if it's a ditch digger, you know, ditch digger caught in child abuse. They don't say that. They always blurt it out. But many of them are 45 to 65 years old. And uh, about 85% seem to be of Caucasian origin or at least what you think of as a white origin. In this case, it's Australian. It said a Sydney man has been arrested after he used a pay-per-view. See what I'm talking about? Pay-per-view events on live streaming pornography site that exploited children in another country. He's 41. He paid money to access live stream video of sexually exploitation when he gave instructions to children believed to be between the ages of 8 and 14. And the police are saying live child pornography is on the view, on the rise. The emerging issue of pay-per-view live streaming child pornography is deeply concerning, said this law enforcement officer or squad commander in Australia. So what we're seeing here is live streaming on demand and we're seeing pay-per-view and group think so what we're seeing is men who have common fetishes coming together and arranging you know children in cages uh children who are being uh just i can't hardly bring myself to say this being sodomized and it's just uh, if you've ever seen an image like that i've only seen it once but i'll tell you Never again do I want to see that. I I was in my counselor for weeks after that. But they have common fetishes. Now, I want you to understand why this is going to be so big. Because they're getting acceptance. They're coming together. And our technology is allowing that. In other words, it allows them to go in the dark web, find each other, find approval and uh, uh, accelerating the addiction with each other. And then getting together in an event, sharing it back and forth, and it's not freezed frame. So this is the kind of thing that is going to become a massive enterprise all around the world. Think about this as we realize that already in four child pornography rings, it represents a half a million pedophiles. And it represents 90 million images. Now, what's going to happen when they no longer freeze frame those images and have a great library that we might be able to find? One of the things that is really disheartening and you start to look at the number of images is how do you ever find 30 million children? How do you ever find thousands, tens of thousands of perpetrators? How do you ever overcome global law? For instance, in the Philippines, the age of consent isn't just Philippines, Turkey too, the age of consent for sex is 12 years old. And so how do you overcome that global law? How do you help law enforcement find a local perpetrator and then kind of be able to move the rest of the case into global 
people, if, you know, think about, let's say you're in Compton, California, and you already have your hands full in a sex trafficking case. And what you have here is forced sex trafficking involving a webcam. The other thing that's going to happen is if they freeze frame it, it's going to be sold on the dark web. One of these cases uh, was an NSA contractor who was running one of these rings. In a short time, he was able to transfer $1.5 million into an account in a foreign country. He was operating out of Ireland. So you can you see the layers of complexity in fighting this crime? I hope that this discussion helps you understand not just how hideous the crime is, but I really want you to take a look at where this is going with technology. Because you're not only going to have live streaming, you're going to have live streaming by clusters that have specific behavioral modules where they come together they have exchange, they are paying money, they may meet at another time, another place shortly thereafter, but that encounter is no longer freeze-framed. And it's built on cyber currency that's going out around the world that is very difficult to track. So we're really entering into layers of complexity here of how do you help this victim? I mean, there are no victim services, to my knowledge, to help a grown man who's 24 years old, who's been locked in a warehouse, forced to masturbate to the entire world 20 hours a day. How does he ever recover? These are layers upon layers that I'm hoping that we can unite together and begin to find solutions. This is man, woman, and child. This is technology, technology that's increasing so fast we can't even prescribe it, describe it, attack it to you. And it also involves major complications for law enforcement, complexities, layer upon layer. How do you find that victim? How do you get a case to court? And how do you prosecute and make a case stick? We're up against a break, folks. I hope you'll stay with me. We will be back to you in just a moment. Thanks. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. 
VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back. We are talking about a very difficult subject, a subject that's been very difficult for me to research just because of the amount of uh, vile sexual acts that are already going on with live streaming. I've tried to do the background search so I can give you the facts and help you understand this phenomena that is coming on. And uh, as I look at all this, I'm just kind of blown away by just how vile human nature can be and where this is all headed. Uh, because if it's taking place already in camming, it will be taking a place in live streaming in numbers that we can't imagine. Well, I've been talking about adult por- uh, and uh, sex trafficking, if you will. Sorry, I'm stuttering here. <laughs> anyway, I've been talking about adult pornography and child pornography. I want to just share with you how big this already is in the Philippines. Now, those of you who know me know that I'm on the board of Rafa House. And uh, they operate out of Cambodia and Thailand and and, uh, over in Haiti. Uh, But one of the countries that is really, really near and dear to my heart, that is really feeling the brunt end of this, if you will, is the Philippines. And I have a headline here. I have actually many articles on this because the Philippines already is a billion-dollar industry of selling webcam sex webcam sexual exploitation of their children a billion dollars okay and i have an article here it's called the conversation and it's written by michael salter um he's from australia so i should look him up and have him on one day anyway uh It's an interesting article. It's a little bit older, but this is huge. The reason why the Philippines is such a target, and by the way, it's just one country. There are many countries out there I could have chosen, but this one is huge. They uh, have extreme poverty. They have whole cities where it's focused on child sex trafficking. By the way, that's true in Cambodia, too. Uh, what will happen there is they will go out into the poor communities and get a, a parent that will turn over their child. Now, some of the parents know what's happening, and some of them are, are actually filming and selling their child. And others of them just turn a blind eye and believe that their child's going off to school somewhere and use that money to feed the rest of the kids. So it's a very complex subject. But there are whole communities in the Philippines where sex tourism takes place. And one of the things that happens in the Philippines is they speak English. Now, some of them are better than others, but they speak English. And they have high-speed Internet. So you have poverty, Internet, speaking English, and you have an enterprise for literally a sex trafficking country. And it really is a huge, huge issue there. Here's a case where 17 British men and three Australians were arrested as part of an international operation to disrupt a Philippines-based network that charged money to stream online video of children being sexually abused. Investigations included 14 countries. Now, I could be giving you a bunch of other cases, but I picked this one for the 
time. There were 14 countries had 29 arrests, including 11 in the Philippines. The investigation is focused on impoverished villages, Cebu Island, which is a well-known hub for child prostitution of alarming proportions. It has been estimated that up to 80 households in the village are alleged to have been involved in the live streaming of child sexual abuse. So this whole city, is, this whole little town is making their money selling their children. It cannot be a secret going on there. You see, one of the things that happens here with live streaming that concerns me is when the entire community is connected by internet, when the entire world is connected by internet, what happens right now is they take a child from, you know, a little hut out in the remote part of Philippines or Cambodia, and they take her into a brothel. And there we can raid brothels. We can keep an eye on them. We can watch for activity and we can find that child. But when the entire world's connected, that child can be anywhere. And the law enforcement looking for that child is going to be very, very difficult because some of those grass huts, they all look alike. And so how is that going to work where we can find a child being violated? So can you understand how difficult this is going to be for law enforcement? In this case here, the NGO reports that tens of thousands of other children may be subject to similar abuse on this. Parents rent computers and UBS internet connections locally and use internet chat rooms to find potential clients. They negotiate a fee and then they negotiate international money transfer. That usually is done through a Bitcoin account. The online abuse of children has been characterized by Western law enforcement as an emerging threat to children. The involvement of parents has been reported with apparent shock. The live streaming of sexual abuse from Philippines to the West in the online form is a pattern of sexual exploitation that's been occurring for decades, but now with live streaming, we are about to see this in proportions you can't even imagine. The poorest areas of Philippines have the highest population growth and they concentrate on them. UNICEF estimated that between 60,000 and 100,000 Filipino children have been victimized by prostitution rings. This is going to incur on an industrial scale in the future. So this is a challenge, folks. I'd ask you to come along with us. My name is Opal Singleton. I am with me and kids, and we'd ask you to follow us on Facebook. I'd ask you to write to me. You can do that at opal at meandkids.org. It may take me a little bit of time to get back to you. My life is quite chaotic right now with some personal issues, but I am doing my best to make up time, and we are not going to lose time fighting this situation. This technology is advancing at the speed of light. We have to come up with solutions. We need software. We need global reporting. We need education, education of missionaries and education of Rotarians, educate the educators that are talking to these kids around the world and teach them to report. This is going to be the fastest growing crime in the world. I am absolutely convinced of it. And our society in the beginning will turn a blind eye. They are going to say if it's an adult, It's not trafficking. I'm telling you, whether it's a man, a woman, or a child, if a a person is being held against their will and forced into sexual exploitation, 
if they are not free to go, if they are being forced to do this in front of other people or electronics, it doesn't matter. It is sexual exploitation. We need to develop programs to help men who are being exploited because poor men around the world are about to be exploited in record numbers. They, they like the women. They, like the children, will have no idea what path they're going down. If they're poor, if they're impoverished, if they're displaced, if they're a migrant, it will look like easy money until they are so sucked in they can't get out. Well, folks, I appreciate you listening. This is a hard show this week. I, I want you to pray about it. I want you to think about it. If you want to donate to Me and Kids, I'd sure appreciate it. That's www.meandkids.org. Help us equip each other to take on this fight. In the meantime, write to us, let us know who you are, and we will see you next week. Have a great week, folks. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.